Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Entry. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. I want to take my time and teach processes to divine protocols, divine heavenly laid down spiritual processes to relieve you or to, uh, uh, to use for relief or to bail you out of whatever Satan is buffeting you with. Mm-hmm. Nothing is permanent. Things can change if you can access the right channel. Yeah. So it's important to know that God out of his mercies has put some things in place. Number one, you want, if you want to secure anything from God, be just blessing or change of condition or situation. Number one, faith. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says that without faith it's impossible to please God and for whoever comes to God must believe. So it is necessary to end anything you do spiritually. If it's religious, then leave it. No problem. But if it's spiritual, faith is what gives it its potency. Faith is what gives your spiritual activity its life. It gives it meaning. Bible says that faith without works is dead. How about works without faith? It's nothing. So works without faith is also nothing. Nothing. But if you have faith, and then if you have faith, and you now, the faith produces the work. So before you pray, you trust God. Okay, so you're trusting God making you pray. So if that is the prayer becomes um, uh, the works of faith because you trust God. But it's not, you start praying and I say, oh, I realize I have to trust God to us and praying. Then you try to engage faith. No, what you are doing must be based on your faith in God, your confidence in God, your trust in God. So first of all, the foundation is your faith in God. Do you understand that? So without faith, it is impossible. And he says that anyone who is praying, John chapter 1 verse 6 to 8, if you are praying, he said, he said let him ask. Let him ask of God. Okay, but verse 5, look at verse 5. James chapter 1 verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. That gives to all, New King James please. Let him ask of God who gives to all liberally without reproach. And it will be given to him. This is serious. God is very generous. Why are you not experiencing his generosity? You only have experienced maybe deliverance, but not God lavishing some good things. Look at verse 17. Verse 17 says, all good and perfect comes from above and comes down from the father of light with whom there is no variableness or shadow of turning. If he's giving you, he will give you. He will say, okay, maybe I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Variable. No, no. If he's giving you, he's going to give you. I see God doing it for you in the name of Jesus. So, it says that if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask. Tell God, God, I need this. I need ask of God. Verse 6, James 1, 6. He said that, but let him ask. But let him ask in faith. Why? Without doubting. Why? For he who doubts is is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. Look at verse 7. Very scary one. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything. Hey! He said, don't... You know, the way mom will say, if you don't want those dishes, don't think I'll I'll buy that shoe for you. Don't think. Don't, don't, don't let the video. Don't think. Don't think. Don't think I'm going to 
to throw a party for you. I won't do it. Because you fear oh, if you don't pass, there's a don't thing. You see, so God is always telling you, you, those of us who are always branding everything as a threat. <laughs> everything, I'm being threatened, I'm being threatened. Yeah, life comes with, sometimes you need to be told. You may think it's a threat, but it's a warning. He said, let not that man, let not that man suppose he will receive anything from the Lord. Think. What has he done? He's just asking. What has he done? He said, God is asking without faith. I do not think he will anything from God. What spirit any spiritual? That is why you have to be so buried in scripture that it will practically be difficult for an unbeliever to begin to influence your faith. That's why Colossians 3.16 says, let the word of God dwell in you richly. Let the word of God dwell in you richly. A wordless Christian. It's very light. Very light. You don't have currency for transactions. You're wordless. And the spirit is the, is the word. The word inside you which you speak. So, he said, let not that man think you receive anything from God. Verse 8. He says that, that's serious. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. So, let not that man think he will receive anything from God. So faith is the platform of which we can relate to God. Uh, May I tell you, the train will not come to your house to pick you. You better get up and go to the station and use the right platform. That's how it works. So someone say faith. So faith is very important. And then number two, if you have faith it will always translate into obedience you say you have faith in God but you are not taking step God is giving you instructions you are not doing it you don't have faith faith will always translate into obedience so listen obedience works faster than prayers Because anytime God wants to bless you, he will leave you with an instruction. It's your obedience that will change your story. It's not your shouting. Obedience. Obedience. He said, fill the water pot with water and then pour it and go and give it to them. They did it and they got the answer. Let the people sit down in groups and they sat down, they got there. In fact, he says that Deuteronomy chapter, Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1. He said, It shall come to pass. Now it shall come to pass. If you diligently obey, say obey. obey. How do you obey? Diligent. How do you obey? Diligent. What does it mean to obey diligently? With meticulously, purposefully, with focus, with intentionality. You are doing it because this is what you know God requires of you. If you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments which I command you today. You see, that's not the, God, the, the, the Lord talking. This is the, there's an eye talking. And it's the eye who is bringing the commandment. So God gives it to an eye to bring it. Today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations on the earth. So, Elevation in the kingdom is a function of obedience. Elevation in the kingdom is a practical function of obedience. You can't do it 
it your way and have it God's way. Wow. You can't be doing it your way and have it God's way. Maybe most people are just so religious. They give what God what they want to give. The time they want to give to that's what they give. God can't place a demand on their time. God can't place a demand on their relationships. God can't place a demand on anything. What they determine to do and is convenient and comfortable for them, that's what they do. Your obedience is what secures your placement in the kingdom. Amen. Bible says that by faith. Abraham, when he was asked to move out, Hebrews chapter 11, verse uh, 8. By faith, Abraham, when he was asked to go out, he, by Abraham, obeyed when he, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he, that's why today he's a big man. His name can never be erased out of history. Because if you can get rid of the Jews, then you can get rid of his name. If you can get rid of Christians, then you can get rid of his name. Because he's our father. How did he secure this? He obeyed when he was called to go out to a place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went not knowing where he was going. He was just obeying. So his obedience in social terms wouldn't make sense. How are you going to a place you don't know? And he said, I'm just obeying God. Obeying God. There are some of us here, you are in relationships and you know God said break that relationship, but you won't. You won't. You are hoping that God will convert it into a workable one. What I mean by your, you see, your obedience will work faster than your prayers. I mean, God will just tell you one thing: if you do it, it will open up the heavens on you. Instead of trying to do what you feel, okay, this is what I have to do. Start with obedience. If you are a man of faith, a woman of faith, it will it it will begin to show in your steps of obedience. Can you be fasting and yet there are bigger issues of obedience in your life? You are walking in clear disobedience. Just that you are trying to hope the fasting will correct or move the hand of God. So God will turn, wink uh, over the disobedience and then do something about the fasting and not look at the disobedience. Fasting to twist the arm of God. You, you are so smart, you know. Yeah, when I fast, eh? some of us who are good with crying, it doesn't take long for you to go, ah, 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 forget it. <laughs> Just simple, take a step of obedience and you see the goodness of God following. Yeah. Shout amen. amen. So faith, obedience. <laughs> the next point is uprightness. Upright, let's all say uprightness. Upright, you know, to upright means that, let's say straight, or up, stand, you know. So stand, another way is, so the, there are times Bible uses the word the upright yeah. to describe the just. So an upright man. In fact, there's a place in Second Chronicles 69 to show yourself strong on the way whose hearts are loyal. King James, whose hearts are perfect towards him, whose hearts are upright, upright, uprightness, uprightness. So it's important. Now, when we talk about being upright, it's the same as being righteous. You are sleeping with your boyfriend. And you are coming to fast for a breakthrough. <laughs> Take sin serious. You are believing God for encounters, and yet you are you are toying with sin. 
an oxymoron. You are joking. Adam and Eve, they were in the garden and they sinned and God kicked them out of the garden. Kick them out of God, and you are sinning. You want to come with sin. You are outside of sin. You are coming. You you want to come with sin. <laughs> they were they were already inside, and with the sin, and they were kicked out. You are outside. You want to come inside with sin. Wow. You are so light on sin, and yet you want big testimonies. <laughs> to move up. Now you want the favor of God. Now you want a visitation from God. Maybe there are, there are generational curses behind you. Maybe there's a negative pattern behind you. But you don't want it. And something must be done. It can, that negative pattern cannot be undone. When you are still living in sin, sin gives Satan room to operate. Sin gives demons opportunity to operate. If you want the hand of God, repent and stop the sin. Stop the sin and engage God. Stop committing sin and commit God. If you if you stop committing sin, you are committing God. Shout yes! You don't fear God! You don't fear God! That is your problem. You don't fear God! See if you can get, you will get away with it. Men may not do anything. But I'm telling you, the, your heavens, you are shutting the heavens. Wow. It's like you're closing the border and nothing is coming in. Wow. Wow. I'm not talking about where you stumbled, but where you have made up your mind. After me. Consecration is a non-negotiable requirement. If you want to see the hand of God in your life, stealing at work, changing figures at work, and believing God for prosper, prosper, prosper what? Prosper what? Prosper what? We're going to take, take over what? Start taking over and overriding, overriding the sin before you say you are going to take over situations. You can't even take over the sin. You can't even deal with the sin issue. And you want to take over demons, they will beat the devil out of you. In the book of James 4 7, therefore submit yourself to God before you start resisting. You are, listen to me, you are a rebel. You want to give other rebels instructions, they won't take it from you. They won't take it from you. Satan is the chief rebel, and you join his team with rebellion. May I tell you? Sin never remains secret. Never remains secret. You are in church. You have done yourself like a very active person. But you are living in falsehood. Secret sins. That is why we are praying and nothing is showing up. Because you pray one thing and you undermine your prayer after the prayer. That's why every time the apostles went anywhere, the first point, repent. Because if you don't change your ways, you will be stuck where you are. Don't change your ways. Stuck where you are. We are calling God. You see, God and unrighteousness don't go together. Bro! Bro! 
I know you have an issue with pornography. Sort it out. Sort it out. In this season, we are looking for encounter. Sort it out. Sort it out. Sort it. When you sort that out, masturbation will follow. It will also calm down. Yeah. We are the church. We are the church. And we believe in righteousness. We believe in consecration. We believe in sanctification. We believe in purity. In 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. Said purity spoke about how we should walk in purity. Therefore, having this promise, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and the spirit, perfecting holiness. Look at these promises we have. Having all the having these promises because of the promises of God, you it must push you to do something. Cleanse yourself. Cleanse yourself. I know you are in love. But what you call in love is lust. You are in lust. And it is spoiling all your promise, the pro manifestation of God's promises in your life. And unbelievers keep asking, oh, you see, this thing is fake. That is not delivering. You have turned it off from delivering. Cleanse yourself. Let's cleanse ourselves. It must be a personal mission and a project. Operation cleansing myself. Operation cleansing myself. It must be a personal project. Yeah. Yeah. Stop sleeping around is the message. Stop the sin. Stop stealing. Stop the drugs. Stop the arrogance. Stop the gossiping. Stop it and, and see if God will not bless you. I see somebody catching a new face of blessing. I see somebody catching a new level of blessing. I see somebody catching another level of blessing. If you believe it, shout the loudest, amen. So what did I say? First, second, thirdly, stand. Stand firm for the Lord. Take a stand for righteousness. Take a stand for the, for, for the things of God. Take a stand for Christ. And take a stand against the world. Against the flesh. Against Satan. Against worldliness. Take a stand. Take, let people know that, no, I, no, I don't do this. I, I'm not interested in this. Take a stand. Okay, let's, let's go for the weekend to go. And I said, no, 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 please. No. I, just to let you, I can't do it. I don't do it. All right, the last point. You let me let me give you one more point. The prophet. The prophet. If God wants to change your story, He will send a prophet your way. Oh yeah. He will. He will. Second Chronicles chapter twenty, verse twenty. Let's start from here. Believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. Be, watch this. There are two. Believe his, not believe in his prophets. You believe in God, but you believe the, his prophet. And what they are saying on the, you know he's a prophet. Believe the teaching. Say the prophet. Believe. So believe in the Lord. Believe his prophets. The same equal of an equal energy towards the God, the Lord, is the same energy towards the prophet. 
as long as you know the Lord you are believing in, this is his prophet. Believe. Oh, you know, people can deceive you, so you have to be careful. What do you know? What do you know? It's different even if you are doing a thorough research on spiritual things and, and you are messing up, sinning in bitterness. And you say, I'm careful about people. What do you know? On, see, the point is that what is your, your measuring stick standard? What standard do you have spiritually? How alert? How discerning are you? Some people say, ask for me, even though I'm not a Christian or I'm not a serious Christian, I'm very... When I see someone who is not genuine, I know. It's your, yeah. it's your mind that tells you. On what grounds? The only way you can identify a genuine prophet is one, the word, how, how, the, how much the word it is in their mouth. Jesus says that, it's Matthew chapter 17, sorry, chapter 7, verse 17, 18, 19. He says that you will know them by their fruits. Jesus said that. You know them by their fruits. You will know them by their fruits. Do, not, do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or fig from thistles? 17. Even so, every good tree bears good fruits. But bad trees bear bad fruits. Go to the next verse. A good tree cannot bear bad fruits. Uh, Nor no can a bad tree bear good fruits. 19. Every tree that does not bear good fruits is cut down. You see? Yeah. And when you go to, what does verse 20 say? The 21 says, some people will come and therefore, by their fruits you know them. And it says, people will say, Lord, Lord, I cast, we cast devils in your name. He said, I don't know you. You are doing the things, but I don't know you. He said, away from, he said, away from me. Verse 22, 23. You workers of iniquity. You were casting devils, but you are workers of iniquity. Who told you God jokes with iniquity? God has in mind. God should understand because it's my weakness. It's your weak, it's your wickedness, not your weakness. Joseph said, How can I do such thing against my God? Seeing I fear the Lord. It's because you don't fear God. I said the other most people, you fear sickness more than God. Yeah. That's why you always have condom in your pocket. It's sickness you're afraid of. It's not God. <laughs> <laughs> how you treat the messenger God sends you will determine how God can help you. How can they call on him whom, in whom they have not uh, 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 believed? How can they believe? Romans 10 to, uh, 13 down. How can they believe ex, uh, of, in whom they have, not, of who they have not heard? How can they hear except they be a preacher? How can they preach except they be, verse 16, except they be sent? So first, if God wants to save you, he will send a, a preacher to come and preach for you to hear. And when you hear, you can believe. And when you believe, now you can call on his name. When you call on his name, you shall be saved. Wow. But it starts with God sending a preacher so that you can end up calling. So it's like from God, preacher first comes to you. You, you obey, believe, and then you can call on God. Yes. <coughs> if God will help you, he will send you a man. A man he has anointed for you. For your kind of problem. Some of us, I know your 
mother, your grandmother, something. There's something bad in your history. But there's a way it can be undone. We thank God for using his servant, Reverend Dr. David Entry, to share this awesome word. If this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at charis.org. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Caris Ministries. Stay blessed.